My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we just watched Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the motherfucking dead, baby. Yeah. I I shared the movie poster on Twitter before we watched the movie. And the tagline on the movie poster? A romantic comedy, period, with zombies, period. Zom-com confirmed. Wow. What a ride this movie is, and we will start with the cast like always. Simon Pegg plays Sean. Pegg is inextricably inextricably linked with Frost because they've done so much stuff together from shows to shorts to movies. They're like a comedy duo. You know what I mean? Frost. Frost is Nick Frost. He's coming up next. Uh, I'll talk more about their collaboration later on. Okay. Uh, dude has been in five Mission Impossible movies somehow, though. So there's always that. Like the same character? Yeah. Nick Frost, the aforementioned Frost, plays Ed. Just to get my referen- my wrestling reference in, he was in Fighting With My Family, the biography of former WWE superstar Paige, a.k.a. AEW star Soraya. Kate Ashfield plays Liz. Uh, I don't think you'd know her from anything else, but she's been in some other horror movies that are on my radar for the podcast. Oh, lovely. So we may see her again. Like that again? No. Like Chris Jericho? No. <laughs> Lastly, Lucy Davis is Di, Diana. Uh, she has been on The Office, Sabrina, and Wonder Woman. She's probably, like, of the tertiary characters so you got your two leads which are ed and sean she's probably my favorite the one the girlfriend liz's friend girl yeah she's probably my favorite one in the movie even more than liz why i just i like her she seems cool you like her character you like her as an actress both i just dug her performance in this movie okay dug her character you can kind of see her falling for Sean a little bit. She buys in. I like her. We begin at a pub to Sean staring off in the space. I've been here so many times. Just staring off in the space. That's what I do all the time. When I'm talking to you? Not necessarily when you're talking to me, but when a lot of people are talking to me, I'm doing some staring. He's on a date with his girlfriend and Ed. She is kind of talking shit about Ed. Yeah, Ed don't care. Yeah, Ed don't give a fuck. Her roommates are also on this date, and Sean really has zero problem talking shit about them in front of them, too. Mm-hmm. Although, he doesn't dislike the um, girl that right. much. Diane? Right. Di? He doesn't dislike her. He dislikes 
Daniel, I think his name is, because Daniel's a twat. She wants more. She doesn't want to spend every night in the Winchester. Mm -hmm. This relationship is on the rocks as we speak. Yes, she wants to go to a real restaurant. Yes. And it's time for the credits. We go away from the Winchester. We go to the credits. They're not too long. It's just a montage of people going through their mundane lives. Just passing the time, waiting to die. You'd think they're all zombies at this point. Which is the point. That's I see the what point. you're trying to do here. That's the point. There's a little subtext of anti-capitalism, consumerism. But this is like a spiritual successor to the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead type of movie. And that was the point of pretty much all of them. That we've basically turned ourselves into zombies through mass media and consumption. Gotcha. But yet, you're still addicted to your phone. Yeah, and I'm making media yeah. for consumption. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I bought in hook, line, and sinker, baby. Just making sure you know. I am a mark and a rube. But at least I recognize it. Sean is off to work. He is a TV salesman, which, what a mundane job. Mm-hmm. TV salesman. Like, you can see how mundane it is. He's showing them the channels on the TV as if he's selling them the channels, too. That's like, what I thought he was doing. I thought he was like a cable guy. No, no. Because if he was, he could get them free cable. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, he's selling the TVs. And he's he's acting like, he's acting like it's like one of those video game boxes you buy off aliexpress that has like fourteen thousand nintendo games oh, you yeah. know what i mean one mm-hmm. of those he's acting like the tv just has all that stuff on it like you don't plug it into the wall and get those channels we got ahead of ourselves a little bit there he is he's not left for work he's just off to work because this is when we meet pete um he's another one of their flatmates i'm gonna use some of the british vernacular here because i do like british culture i appreciate how they call things different things I will say fag. I don't mean it like you think I do. <laughs> it's a cigarette. Pete doesn't like Ed. Sean is the only one that likes Ed. In the world. Yeah. In the, in the Barbara movie. might like Ed. His mom? She's warm to him in this movie, even though he talks about He grew fucking, up with him. So. He talks about fucking Sean's mom all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty understandable. Ed is kind of like a big, dumb, belligerent loser. It's what he is. Mm-hmm. And he plays the character well. Yeah, all he does is play video games all and day. make this one fart joke where he apologizes for something you don't know what it is, and then you find out it's a fart. Mm-hmm. He can't even be bothered to answer the phone or take down messages. Which, they have an answer machine, so what does it matter? Yeah, unless you're deleting them, who gives a fuck? And also, who fucking has a landline or an answer machine anymore? Shaun of the Dead was made in 2004. Well, I guess they had them then. This was the end of the answering machine era. Talk a lot about answering machines on this fucking podcast, don't we? We still did not ask all the kids if they know what one of those is. Two of them kind of did. We need to do that. They called it like voicemail, basically, Mm -hmm. which is voicemail in a box. Yeah, it's basically exactly what it is. Sean is now off to work. He's off to work proper. Uh, First, he stops at whatever they fuck they call a bodega in England. Like the corner store. Mm-hmm. 
Things are starting to crumble, but Sean isn't into the news at all, it seems, so he doesn't really know. Even though when he gets to work, he's flipping through channels, like, they're telling you shit's going down. Yeah. Sean is in charge today, though, at work, so he's got a lot of, he got a lot of responsibility on his plates. Those young employees do not respect him at all. It's not like you, you're like a matriarch when you go to work. Yeah, I'm the mom. The young ones look at you as a surrogate mother. Mm-hmm. Some not, of them even call me mama. Yeah, not not Sean. They answer the phone. They bully him a little bit. Mm-hmm. They, somebody calls him like an old man or something. He's like, I'm 29. Yeah. He's like, I have things I want to do too. And the kid goes, when? And you can just see the life leave Sean's eyes. So they set the tone for Sean that he's kind of a pushover, directionless. Just, yeah, he's a loser too. Just another one, just passing time until he dies. Sean's stepdad is here to remind him of the, his bi-monthly visit. I, I, I don't like bi-monthly, bi-annual, because it bi-weekly. Right. Is it, it every mean, other month or is it twice a month? I don't like it. It yeah. really, really bothers me. Mm-hmm. I always assume it's every other month. I assumed it was twice a month. See, this is what happens, like, if you find if you find somebody you're, like, head over heels in love with. Like, I am. <laughs> I obviously adore my wife, Carolyn. But we... And I obviously tolerate you. Yeah. See? This is the yin and the yang <laughs> to a successful marriage. Every single thing like that, we think the opposite. So we balance each other out. You're the glass half full and I'm the glass half empty. Yeah. You wouldn't know it necessarily by this podcast... But I am the optimist in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I am endlessly optimistic that things will somehow work Skeptical. out. Skeptical. Skeptical, yes. But I'm optimistic that in the end, things will work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, nope, everything's out to get me. We're all going to die. Yeah. So that's when when they say opposites attract, I don't know if they attract, but they do work well together when they do. I would hate if I married me. Why? Well, I don't know. I spend a lot of time not particularly loving me. I don't like to be with myself a lot of the time. I couldn't imagine being with myself and myself. You just love your penis. That's great. (laughs) So good. Everybody loves it. (laughs) Everyone that's tried it loves it. (laughs) Okay, go on. See, you brought it up that time, and I'm going to have people texting me (laughs) and talking to me. Saying, why are you so obsessed with your penis? I didn't bring it up that time. <laughs> it was and, how you responded, though. And God damn it, I am going to defend my penis. When it is when it is brought into question. So back to the movie. <laughs> Liz calls at the most inopportune time. Sean is already being chastised by the 17-year-old thug that looks like Buzz from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Can't keep his personal life and his work life separate. Yeah. After he just got done yelling at Buzz for talking on the phone. She called right when he was being chastised for being a hypocrite. So he could be more of a hypocrite. And after this, he notices across the street, there is a homeless man catching and eating live pigeons outside. Yeah, They do a kind of good job of... These people are turning into zombies and shit's getting weird, but it's not necessarily 
so weird that you would think, oh, zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see a homeless man eating live birds, like pigeons, and catching them and eating them, I'm probably just going to be like, all right, like, all right, I've seen homeless people do weird right. stuff. You would probably just take out your phone and Snapchat it and be like, look at this, look at this guy, he's so fucked up, he's eating pigeons. I probably would take a picture of it to show you, but I don't think I would spread that around. Like, I've had ample opportunity to spread videos of crackheads walking around here, and it really feels like punching down to me. Oh, so okay. I probably would not do that. You I'm just, not the type of person that. Show me. What? You would just show me. I would show you because, like, hey, this is part of my day, and you need to know <laughs> everything about my day at all times. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't, like, nobody's ever going to go viral like that. Like, no homeless person's ever going to go viral doing weird shit because of a video I took mm-hmm. because I would never share it with the wider world. Gotcha. Because I don't like that. But again, I would think, oh, that's just a mentally ill homeless man eating a bird. I wouldn't think zombie. Mm-hmm. But everybody's continuing on. So they make it seem like Sean is just oblivious to it. But Sean's interacting with people. The only people he's not interacting with are sick people because they're all staying home from work. Mm-hmm. No one else thinks anything's terribly weird either. Because everyone else is into their own thing, obliviously wandering around waiting to die. Sean forgot to make the reservations. He's trying to make up with his girlfriend, and he forgot to make the reservations. Even though she called and reminded him twice. Yeah, but the first time she called, it was on the answering machine. He had already left. So he left, she called immediately. Yeah. He would have probably done it then. The only reason he even remembered at all is because Ed did write the... um. That she called. Yeah, and I think something about taking your mom out to eat. Mm -hmm. Or no, it was your mom called, Liz called about going out to eat, and your mom called back about me eating her out. Because he always talks about fucking Sean's mom. (laughs) Yeah. So Liz is very disappointed about this. He suggests the Winchester, of course. The place, the only place she doesn't want to go. These people are in London. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of places. Yeah, they all serve... Every place in London serves, like, beans on toast and, like, mashed potatoes. It's the same bland food everywhere. You can go get it anywhere. You don't have to go to the Winchester. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could have just picked another pub. Sorry, England, about your food, but where's the lie? Your bland-ass food. (laughs) Sorry. She hangs up on him. Um, She doesn't want to see him. He goes to the apartment. They won't let him in. He, he like, it says he's going to climb up the wall, but he doesn't. He tried. He tried, and then he does get in, though. Sean is a bad boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't prioritize Liz. She's not a priority. Right. I think well, They've been together for three years, and he still said it was too early for her to meet his mom. Yeah, I think... Well, I think part of that is he doesn't like going to his mom's because of fucking, what's his face? His stepdad. stepdad. But I think he's gotten to the comfortable phase, the I don't have to do any work anymore phase. Yeah. Why would he do more if she's fine with what he was doing right now? Right. So she needed to shake things up a little bit. And even though she's been saying she's not fine with it, he's like, well, she's still here. Yeah. He, he needed that shock to his system. Which is, a lot of us need it. It happens. 
I need it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. hey, motherfucker. Okay. Let's fucking... Let's go on a date to Dick's Sporting Goods. That's not a date. Did you have fun today? It still wasn't a date. Like, if you're like... Oh, it's our only day off we have for two weeks. What do you want to do together? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do, Pinky? Try to take over the world? And you're like, I need some new sneakers. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get you sneakers. And the mall. Yeah, because Dick's didn't have what you wanted. So we went to the mall and mall we go to Foot Locker and walk around the mall like fucking old people. And then you're like, oh, let's go get lunch. And it's 1030 in the morning. Where in the world are we going to find lunch at 10.30 in the morning? Panera Bread is the answer. So we went to Panera. She loves Panera Bread. She loves it. It's one of her favorite places <laughs> We're in literally the home before noon, and I take a two-hour nap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a great day, but it wasn't a date. I was gonna say, let's go see Cocaine Bear. No! <laughs> There's nothing else good in the theater, though. No. Would that have been a date? No! How is a movie and Panera not a date? It would be if the person wanted to see the movie. That would be torture. I cannot comprehend how you don't want to see Cocaine Bear. I cannot comprehend how you cannot comprehend that. You know what? I don't anything like that. I don't like nothing like that. I don't like cocaine. I don't like bears. You haven't even tried cocaine. <laughs> We've been over this, what, what, two days ago. You might love cocaine. In my experience, everyone that tries it loves it. <laughs> I don't like cocaine. I don't like bears. I don't like horror movies. What do you mean? I don't think it's a horror movie. I don't movie. like parodies. Well, this was a parody. I didn't like it. Oh, my God. It was so good. Uh, we got to get on with the movie. Too much cocaine talk. Yeah. The, so you said he didn't meet. She didn't meet his mother for three years yet. Mm-hmm. And like the closest she's ever gotten was these flowers that he bought for his mother. Yeah. That he gave to her. Pretending like he bought them for her. Yeah, she doesn't want to be a sad fucker in the bar, wondering what happened. So she's done with Sean. I do like how he instantly tells the truth when, when confronted. He doesn't try to go on with the lie and mm-hmm. like defend himself to the ground. He's like, "No, I did buy for my mother." Yeah, yeah, I like. That. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good try. But yeah, you know that you're busted, and let's yeah. just move on. If I get caught in a lie, you can- don't. But you will just lie and lie and lie. You just won't look at me. Right. You'll come up with stupid ways that it's still right. the truth. That's me admitting it. Like, But you don't actually It's impossible it. to believe where I go with it. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, well, I'm an astronaut. Yeah, like when our kid says she didn't kick anyone, she pushed them with her foot. Yeah. That's you. Technicality. <laughs> like, no, that's called a kick. Usually, usually what I try to do is talk about something different. Mm-hmm distraction yeah like something way different like or you try to hush kiss me (sighs) if you just kiss me enough i'll shut up so maybe i don't necessarily admit to the lie i do always apologize when i'm wrong but you can tell if i'm lying i can tell you're lying but you still keep trying to lie i'm just saying i appreciate that he admits it he's a better he's a better partner than me i get (laughs) i get it he is no he's definitely not (laughs) he's you at least take me to more places than Panera. <laughs> you like not, Panera. That's not the only place you would I've be, gone, though. You would be, Sean, if we always went to Panera, because you like it. I'm very, very lukewarm towards 
Panera Bread. Well, don't fucking go there then. I you I told it. you we could have gone to Long John Silver's. I know, but I feel bad taking you to Long John Silver's. But not Panera. Girl, you were now, just... Now you you're were... acting like like you suffered going to Panera no, when I, I said l- you could go to Long John Silver's. I do like... Girl, you were you just... Don't call me girl. Lady, you were, just, <laughs> you were just talking about our old person date. You think I can take you to fucking Long John Silver's? <laughs> the only old people go to Long John Silver's. I think the last time I went to Long John Silver's was with my fucking Nana when I was like 13 years old. The ultimate old person date. We walked around the mall at 10 in the morning, bought us a new pair of shoes, and I went to fucking Long John Silver's <laughs> and had a nap at 2 p.m. you kidding me? So it wasn't a date. It was a date. <laughs> it was only a date if we were 80. No, if we would have went to Long John Silver's, this is a 50-year-old date. And you know what they say, 50's the new 20. They say that? I just did. <laughs> I said that. So he's off to the Winchester with Ed. I guess we should talk about this movie at some point. He throws his mom's flowers in the fucking trash. Um, Ed tries to cheer him up. Ed really can't read the room, but eventually he gets him with that monkey impersonation and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He does get him. And he gives a, a little rundown of the patrons. Snake snake hips. Snake hips. That You gotta be a smooth dancer to be called snake hips. He's a bigamist. We got a retired porn star, a North London mobster. They're all very rich characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that's true about any of them. Like, I don't know if he's right or if he's just making it up. Because it could go either way in this fucking movie. <clears throat> and Ed's not going to give him cliches. But he assures Sean it's not the end of the fucking world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good joke. Yeah, Zombie is pounding the on cliche. the fucking window. <laughs> so they walk out of the barn. A zombie pounding on the window has a person up against the wall. They think they're just making out, but she's actually eating the dude. Yeah, because as soon as they turn around, his head falls off. And that'll be your first kill. I only counted human kills, even if it turned him into a zombie. I counted that as a kill. I didn't count the zombies they killed. But they used to be humans. I know, but I... Okay, so you did not count zombie kills. You only counted if they if humans died. Yeah, and we, the got, first time. we got six of them. What if humans got turned into zombies? Did that count? I only counted them once. So, six kills, zero boobs, no jump scares, 99 minutes, I already said 2004, rated R. You laughed out loud multiple times during this movie. How many times did I say, oh my god? It doesn't matter, you also laughed. How many times did I say, why do you make me watch this shit? Once, for sure. I have a quote in here from you. They're taking a long sing-songy walk home. In fact, they start singing with one of the zombies. He's going, uh, and they do a little beat, and he goes, uh, that's funny. They have a little party at the apartment, but Pete is not fucking having it. He has a headache. His whole apartment is sick. Um, he told Ed to live in a shed like an animal, which is harsh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh. This whole movie. Every, every, like joke is foreshadowing in this fucking movie Mm -hmm. and i for one appreciate it so long story short pete's been bitten he'll be a zombie soon ed even says next time he sees pete he's dead he's dead that's foreshadowing for fucking five minutes ahead Mm -hmm. so sean goes off to the shop um he is still oblivious there are zombies in the street destruction everywhere people running blood on the cooler 
He, he slipped in blood. He, he almost he, fell. He, he notices none of it. The guy's not even working there. Just leaves some coins on the counter and walks out. He's so oblivious, he talks to a zombie on the way home. Mm-hmm. But he made it back home. There's... See, this is genius-level comedy, what happens next. He goes through the channel, and he's just channel surfing. And he gets, like, four words out of each channel. But it forms, Not necessarily it related. One of them's a song. One of them's, like, a fucking um, animal show from the safari. It tells you exactly what's happening through all the different shows. Mm-hmm. It's, it's chef's kiss. Brilliant stuff. Okay. It's annoying. It still doesn't connect with him, though, because it's all different shows. There's a woman in the garden. They yell at her a bunch. Ed throws a rock at her, which, like, holy fuck, man. Clearly a zombie. They assume she's drunk, which, if you didn't know zombies were a thing, you'd probably think that too, right? Right. You'd think that the the guy in the park was homeless and had mental issues because he's eating birds, and you'd think she was just drunk. Correct. And if you notice on the board, Sean has his life plan all laid out. Mm-hmm. He's going to go around mums, get Liz back, sort life out. Okay? Yeah. Pretty simple to me. Yeah. She tackles Sean, this zombie lady. And he's like, hey, Ed, help. He doesn't take it seriously because he didn't know he's like inches from being turned into a zombie. Yeah, so he goes and grabs a fucking camera yeah one of those one of those cardboard box cameras yeah, that, that you, you like wind you wind eh, it up eh, eh, eh. yeah it sounds like Pee Wee Harmon dying in Buffy the Vampire so. <sighs> but Sean pushes her and she lands on a pipe that goes all the way through her this is normally a fatal wound mm-hmm. but she gets right up yeah with a hole in her yeah. insides so they know something's fucked up like they know the situation has changed mm-hmm. there is shit is going down I do kind of wonder if this was all happening. Like, how many people out there just wouldn't even be aware of it? Because they pay no attention to what's going on. Probably not as much now because everyone's on their phone. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, it still took, would still take a while. I mean, it took a while to learn about COVID. Yeah. And we still don't even fucking know what the hell happened, when it started, mm-hmm. all that shit. Now they're going to have a sit-down, though, because that's their plan. We'll have a sit-down, and they're going to watch the news. And, of course, Ed leaves the fucking door open, because that's been the gag the whole yep. movie so far. That he always leaves the door open. <laughs> Who the fuck leaves the front door open? That's so weird. I guess you can over there. In walks a one-armed zombie. Again, that's Pee-wee from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I've made a cinematic universe here. Good job. I can't believe we had two Pee-wee references. One intentional, one unintentional. At least now they know to remove the head or destroy the brain. No guns in England, though, so they're throwing appliances and shit at them. Because what are you going to fucking do? Yeah. Now with a toaster. Now it's records. They're being very careful what they throw. They threw Dire Straits, which, okay, Dire Straits, like, Sultans of Swings, all right, whatever. Um, And the Batman soundtrack? The Batman soundtrack is like a full Prince album. So I don't know if I'd have thrown that. It's like a full Prince album. Okay, I'm sorry. People always talk about the Batman soundtrack. And they're like, oh, Danny Elfman. Because Danny Elfman did the score of the movie. But it's not. That's not the soundtrack. You can buy the score and you can buy the soundtrack. The soundtrack is all Prince. I had no idea. Yeah, it's weird and cool. 
It's so cool to know that. You get so many chicks when you say things like, hey, did you know the Batman soundtrack is actually a Prince album? And the score was what was written by Danny Elfman, not the soundtrack. The score is what plays behind the movie. The soundtrack is the music in the movie. Yeah, I mean, you got me. I'm over here swooning. Yeah, you're probably sitting in a puddle right now. Absolute puddle. Yeah. Sploosh. So they re- they move up from records to a shovel and a cricket bat. Those cricket bats look like a good fucking weapon because they're flat. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like you could fuck someone up with a cricket bat. I don't know anything about cricket. I know they like bounce the ball. It looks like baseball, but dumber. <laughs> like, uh, that's all I know. And it'll work, but it, I think it'll take forever. It takes them forever to kill mm-hmm. the first two zombies. And I kind of dig that it takes forever. Later on in the movie, they get into like these one shot where they're knocking the zombies down. But I don't necessarily think they're killing any of them when they no, hit them they're with the just, bat. No, they're just slow and dumb, so they're just pushing them away. Yeah, but in a lot of zombie movies, they run up and they hit them with the bat and they're dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how it would be. I think it'd be more like this in a real zombie apocalypse. Because yeah. you can take a pretty solid shot to the fucking head ski and not even yeah, lose Yeah, look at our kid. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even lose consciousness. Right. And he broke his entire face, got a concussion, broke both of his arms. He hit something that hard. Mm-hmm. And he did not even lose consciousness. So. Vomited for the next two days from yeah. the brain injury, but yeah. <laughs> Pass, passed out on a ride months later at the amusement park. So. This reminds them that Pete's upstairs. So they start like yelling to him. They don't want to go up there because he might be infected, but also he might not be infected. Yeah, because he was pretty mad last yeah, night. Yeah, so... They were scared of him either way. Yeah, um, Ed calls him a prick, though, so they know he's not up there. Yeah. But he well, is up there. At least the human version yeah. of him is not up there. Sean calls his mom. She hasn't been bitten, but Philip has. They are going to save Barbara and kill Philip. Because <laughs> he don't like Philip anyway. Like, this is um, yeah. sort of appealing to him. They take Pete's car. Okay, so here's the plan. Take Pete's car, save mom, go to Liz's, have a cup of tea, wait for this to blow over. But Ed doesn't like this plan. He wants to drink and smoke. Yeah, he can't smoke there. So the new plan, go to mom's, go get Liz, come back home, tea, let's wait for this to blow over. But it's not safe there. Mm -hmm. So the new plan is to take the car, save mom, get Liz, go to the Winchester where fucking Liz, Liz loves the Winchester, have a pint, wait for this all to blow over. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan they settle on. Which isn't the worst plan in theory, honestly. Although staying at the apartment might have been okay. Yeah, as long as they shut the doors. Yeah, well, there's a lot of doors they could shut too. But you have to worry about people dying in the apartments and all that shit. It's risky. It's a high population zone. So is the pub. Yeah, but I mean, nobody lives in the pub. Lots of people live in that apartment building. Okay, gotcha. If somebody gets infected, it's like a fucking Domino Rally. Remember Domino Rally? Mm-hmm. So they're going to go. Sean has to wee first. Which he was so afraid to go upstairs because Pete's up there. Now he's going to go up there and take a piss. So vulnerable. Dick in hand. This is bad because Pete is in the shower. And Pete is the Zed word. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that they say Zed in like Canada and Europe and we just say Z like Z sounds cooler but it doesn't make the Z sound you're not like Zedabra so why do they call it Zed 
you say zebra because it's Z-E. Not because Z makes the Z sound. It makes the Z sound. Yeah, but it certainly would never make the Z sound. I don't like... No, well, R doesn't make the R sound either. Depends it's if you're R. a pirate or not. Um, R. Get it? Anyway, I don't really like war- letters that have other letters in them. Like S? You don't say eh. S doesn't make the eh sound. It's S. So how would you, you spell S? You, you don't spell a letter. It just is S. But you could spell Z as a word. <sighs> You could spell W. I know, and I hate that fucking letter because <laughs> it should at least be double V because it don't it ain't two U's. So many tangents. Yeah, this is bad. It's gonna be so fucking <laughs> zombie. We haven't even like got to the Winchester yet. We were fucking like thirty five minutes into this podcast. <laughs> zombie kids still hit Sean with the soccer ball, so it's at least a normal ish day. They hit someone. It was a zombie. They get to the mom's house. Philip has a Jaguar. Ed wants it, and he is going to wrap the car they currently have around a pole to get it. Mm-hmm. Sean's going in to deal with Philip. She's going to make sandwiches. Uh, she warns them not to fight. Philip is not yet a zombie. But he's obviously sick and turning into one. Yes. So Sean isn't going to kill him as a human being. Philip doesn't even believe the zombies are zombies at this point. He thinks it's all overblown and it's crackheads and stuff. He accuses, um, Sean accuses Philip of touching him when he's a kid. And once he immediately admits he made that up. Yeah. So this is... It's another way that he admitted to his lying immediately. This is a character trait of Sean that is positive. Mm-hmm. He will lie and immediately tell you that he lied. So they're going to go and Philip is going to come with. Yeah, let's bring the zombie in. They the always... I think that's what would happen, though. I think you would bring your loved ones just... In the hopes that something could happen for them. I mean, he ran it under cold water. Yeah. Cold tap. So we get another zombie attack. Philip has really been bitten now. If that tap water did help, it's not going to help this one. No. Because he got it on the neck. He's fucked yeah, he, up. Yeah, he's getting not on like a fucking dog bone. Yeah. They're still going to take Philip along, though. Mom likely would not accept anything less than this. Now they got to grab Liz. He needs buzzed in. It's too late. The zombies are closing in. So he actually climbs the wall like mm-hmm. he threatened earlier. He's making progress. This is his redemption arc. He's doing the things he said he would do, but didn't do. The but plan- he said it wasn't about that. It's just survival. He's, he's not trying to get her back. Right. Which is bullshit. He never admits to that lie. Yeah. The plan is to go to the Winchester. Somehow they're all in. All the roomies and everybody. Liz finally gets to meet Sean's mom. I guess Sean's mom. I don't have to say Sean. Like mom. Sean's mom. I'm saying mom because it's British. Okay. The pub has heavy doors and windows, which the windows thing is not true. And deadlocks and a rifle that they've surely deactivated. Everyone's sure that this rifle does not work. Mm-hmm. That is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Philip is explaining why he was so rough on him, professing his love to him. He's clearly dying at this point in time. And it's kind of touching. Honestly. I think. Yeah. Maybe more because my recent history, but it was pretty touching to me, honestly. And now he's dead. And they're locked in a car with a fucking zombie. This is the problem with taking... And had they not had the child safety locks on, they could just open the door and yeet him out, yeah. but... Yeah, but they did. 
Mum does not want to leave Philip, but they must. So now they got to walk because they locked Zombie in the Jag. Zombie Philip is in the Jag. Although they probably could have let him out. It, he seemed to want out. Right. Should have let him out and then they got in. Well, I think he wanted out because the music was still on. <laughs> he does get up and turn the fucking music off. off. <laughs> they run into Sean's ex-girlfriend again. This is like the second time mm-hmm. we've run into her in this movie. She has, she has the exact same crew of people yeah. as him. She has like a dumb guy, a kind of flitty girl. A couple. Yeah, a couple. And like they're the exact same people in the couple too. Everyone's the same. This is where I think you might have gotten the biggest laugh. He tries to like arrogantly jump over the fence <laughs> and it fucking falls down. He plays it off. Yeah. Do you know what that reminded me of? The time I fucking stormed out of my ex-girlfriend's house and, and forgot that the fucking porch was taken and I fell into a big hole. <laughs> like fucking dick hit like a three foot deep hole out of the house so I was like six feet I fell into the hole that's what it reminded me of I didn't think it was quite as funny there's not nothing nothing more like humiliating than getting in a fight storming out I'm leaving I'm out of here and falling into a six foot hole <laughs> stepping right into nothing that's bad. And I'll never forget it, sadly. Did you climb out and keep stomping? I wonder how many, like, great things have happened to me that I just forgot about. And every fucking shitty thing that I've ever done is just in there. I remember it like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. None of the good ones stay for the most part. They all go. It's the bad ones that I can tell a story about. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why. Do you remember the first time you held your firstborn son in your arms? No. I mean, But vaguely. you remember when... The third one was born, and you said, fuck that baby, I don't even know that baby. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I remember, like, almost passing out, smelling fucking smelling salts when you, like, weren't even pushing or anything yet. Mm-hmm. You're just in the bed, like, yeah, you remember the negative stuff. Jello. That stuff, like, sticks with you more. They're better stories, though. No story ever started out like, hey, do you remember that time everything went great? Because who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. So now they have to get through an entire horde of zombies. And die, the failing actress has a plan. She's going to give them a crash course in acting like a zombie. They're going to just pretend to be zombies. Hey, it worked for a little bit there. It did. I wonder if it would work in real life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, in real life when we have all the zombies (laughs) walking around. Uh, Let's try. (laughs) They are locked out of the Winchester. Zombies are closing in and Ed answers his fucking phone. They are surrounded by hundreds of zombies. And these two are bickering. Like a fucking married couple about mm-hmm. it. So the idiot boyfriend, Daniel, or David, David, breaks a fucking window with a trash can. The the dumbest idea. Just the stupidest fucking idea. Sean has to play fucking Pied Piper to lead the zombies away. So he's a hero at this point. Mm-hmm. Sean has completed his redemption arc. He is a fucking bona fide hero. Barbara finds the flowers Sean bought for her yesterday. Another nice little callback. And she knows they're for her. David is being a tremendous twat. Everyone is calling him a twat, too. Mm-hmm. Including his own girlfriend. Right. Now it's time to drink. David's losing it because people want to, like, drink and relax a little bit. Sean is back. And David is clearly annoyed about it and calls Ed his boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Ed is not his boyfriend. Sadly, this is where the plan ends. Now they're just sitting in the dark eating peanuts. In my opinion, 
If you are on day one of zombie apocalypse and you find yourself barricaded in a building that is fairly safe with food, beverages, that's the best you could probably hope for. Like that they are in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the broken window, that sucks. That was not part of the plan. If they get in there without alerting all the zombies that they're in there, they're in really good shape for a while mm-hmm. until the until the military can come in and start cleaning the shit up. Not bad. Yeah. It's not the worst plan. I mean, sure, it's boring to sit around and eat peanuts, but exciting in this world is getting torn apart limb from limb, you know, your head ripped off by zombies. Mm-hmm. So boring's all right. I could deal with boring in that case for a little while. Yeah, you can't deal with boring at all. They're coaxing Ed to do his impression when the power comes back on. Now Sean is going to get them power. Just for the television. There's nothing on the television, so it's useless. But we do find out the zombies followed Sean, and they're outside. Yeah. That's bad. And they see him, so now they know he's in there. Then Ed decides to play the jukebox. As loud as humanly possible. Well, no. He didn't decide to play the jukebox. He decided to play that fucking like um slot machine thing and then the jukebox came on too now they're surrounded and this is this is like if there's a dance scene in a movie this is analogous to that because we get like a murder scene to a song Mm -hmm. because the barkeep is there and he's a zombie and we get a cue stick beating to Having a good time, having a good time. Not once did they hit him in the head. Like a diamond. They're hitting him on the shoulder, hitting on his back. Never hit him in the head when they specifically said the brain. You gotta destroy the brain. They they were like beating the shit out of his shoulder plates a lot with the cue sticks. But they were doing it to the beat of the classic Queen song. Yeah, it was fantastic. Don't stop me now. What what are you crazy? It was so stupid. It was awesome. Did you see the... The two other, the two others, they were yes, fucking, they were dancing. It was great. It was so stupid. So fun. Uh, David's trying to kill the jukebox. He just starts flipping breakers. So the whole entire fucking Winchester is basically a strobe light outside. So every fucking zombie yeah, in London knows that they're flipping there. Flipping them so fast, how would he even know if he got it? He yeah. was turning them off and on instantly. I don't know how he's like. I can't find the switch for the jukebox. Well, it's plugged in. So just unplug the fucking thing. That's easy, right? Yeah. Just unplugging it. But the zombies are in now. So Diana is going to kill the barkeep with darts. She gets him in the shoulder. She's almost getting her, and she gets Sean right in the fucking head with one. Mm-hmm. So the darts wouldn't have killed him anyway. No. didn't kill Sean. I mean, he didn't kill the lab brain. It definitely wouldn't have killed the dead brain. Right. So finally they electrocute him and find out that the gun works. So at least they have a firearm and 29 bullets, also known as shells. Mm-hmm. Barbara, for her part, seems shell-shocked. <laughs> and that's because she's been bitten. Sean is a very bad shot, as the average Brit must be, because they don't have guns. Is that why? Why well, I hope so. I would imagine. No practice, right? I don't know. We at least have a chance against a zombie apocalypse here in America. Because everyone has guns? Yeah, say what you want. I have way more bullets in this room than... Those two fuckers, or all those fuckers had mm-hmm. in that bar. Now Daniel has the gun. Mom has died. I call him Daniel. His name is David. David is going to kill Mom. 
Ed and Sean won't allow it. David is correct here. I think they need to kill her now. Even if he is being a twat about it, which is the prevailing opinion, they got to kill her. Mama comes back. She looks exactly the same, honestly. He was right, but he didn't have to be a dick about it. Right, he didn't have to be a dick about it, but he was a dick about it because he doesn't like Sean. Sean does it himself. He kills his own mom. So hard. And then he punches David. Yeah, which he needed that. Yeah, and then David tried to shoot Sean, but he was out of bullets. Yeah, not cool. That's when you know he is the monster here. Mm -hmm. He's embarrassed. He wants to flee. They talk him away from the door, but he stands in front of the window. Um, Zombies dig that. They break the window and tear him apart. In by far the goriest scene in this movie. It was movie. so gross. By far. You did not love that part. Which I did call that part at least. Yeah, and then Diane opens the door to go save him even though he is in 100 pieces. Zombies are inside. So the only remaining option is Molotov cocktails, which they don't ever use. Pete's here. Pete gets Ed bitten. Pete even bites at himself a little bit. Sean and Liz remain. They're behind the bar. Ed, Ed is too, but he's like fucked up. So like by remain, I mean he's turned into a fucking zombie. Mm-hmm. They light the bar on fire as a barrier temporarily, which is a pretty good move, I guess. Zombies don't like fire traditionally. They're going to go through the cellar, which leads outside, which they arguably should have come down here in the first place. Yeah, but they didn't know about it. Well, somebody knew about it. I mean, Ed knew about it. He told him it leads outside. So they only have two shells left, one for each of them. Ed, he doesn't mind being eaten. I don't think they'd eat him, though, at this point. Because he's already turning? Yeah. Because if if they ate everybody that was already turning, they no would. one would ever turn. Right. They would just start eating each other. Right. They're talking about how to end it. Which, again, that's a conversation that would absolutely happen regularly if this was going down. Yeah. If I found myself in that position, it would be kill myself before mm-hmm. they can get, before I can get eaten. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even care about being turned into a zombie. I just don't want to fucking get eaten. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what being a zombie's like. It might suck. It might just be nothing. You know right. what I mean? I mean, I already bite people. Yeah. But you don't eat them. I well. Just... <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have one last fag, though, before they go. And Sean notices a button. He figured out how the fucking door works. Why is she looking at the button? She heard you say, eat pussy. Look yeah. at her. Ed wants them to leave him. He'll only hold them back. Full circle, because that's what he's been accused of the whole movie. And in this case, he's fucking right. Yes, he's, it's very true. Ed does that fucking fart apology joke one last time, too. As he's dying, mm-hmm. he does that. How do you think a uh, zombie fart smells? Probably horrendous, but his farts apparently smell horrendous to begin with. So calling back at every step. Sean has lost everything but the girl. They escape just in time for the military to arrive, including his ex. With all the commotion going out there, in real life, they probably would have shot those two as well. I know. Yeah, they did not. They just shot everyone. They didn't check to see if they were alive first. Like, here's a spoiler for The Last of Us. Spoiler, if you haven't watched any of it yet. In the first season, like, when they shoot his daughter. they don't give a fuck. That's how, exactly how it would go. The government would murder tons and tons of innocent people. Mm -hmm. Like, very quickly. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't take long to come to that decision to just start killing people. Yeah. 
But she's saved. And he's saved by the ex. And now it's six months later. There's tons of bullshit TV coverage of Z-Day. We would definitely name it something like Mm Z-Day. We would have a cute name for it. They found a way to exploit the zombies because capitalism. They have them doing service jobs and making them compete in game shows. So now people on the lower rungs of the economic ladder have to compete with zombie slaves, which fucking... I, I would not be surprised if, like, big corporations would not be thrilled to have an army of slave mm-hmm. zombies to yeah. do low-end service jobs and manual They're labor. They're not really human. You don't have to feed them. Yeah, they regularly don't treat regular humans that way, mm-hmm. let alone zombies. That's all, all Zombie government and big matter. business wants is some sort of slavery. This is, please. Sean and Liz made it, though. They're still together. Sean even has a garden. What's in the shed? Living like an animal? Mm-hmm. Ed, playing video games because they retain their primitive skills. You tried to take a little bite out of them. Mm-hmm. How do they keep... They're not exactly alive, but how do, how do they continue to be what they are without eating? I don't know. I don't know if they have to eat or if their instinct is to eat. Hmm. It's up in the air. So once again, they bring it back around. They foreshadow everything in this movie. So, judging by your face and your comment, why did you make me watch that? I feel like a dumber person having watched that. You didn't love this movie? No. Well, I did. Five stars on Letterboxd. Five stars? Five stars. This movie is fucking good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Shaun of the Dead made $30 million on a budget of $6.1 million at the box office and likely loads more upon home releases. This movie really blew up. The success of this movie led Peg and Nick Frost to make two more movies, Hot Fuzz and The World's End, which make up the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, all directed by Edgar Wright, who also directed Scott Pilgrim, Baby Driver, and Last Night in Soho. Critically acclaimed movies. like Never heard of them. Edgar Wright is awesome. You've seen Scott Pilgrim, so. Okay. And it's weird because they have this trilogy, but they're not sequels. They're three different genres of movie. So, like, this was a horror comedy. They're all comedy in some sort. Hot Fuzz is a buddy cop movie. And um, World's End is, like, a sci-fi movie. Okay. And they're all really good. Um, World's End, they got everyone from Shaun of the Dead. To be in that movie as well. Wow. Actors, like, like even people that had extremely minor roles. Remember the two zombies that were twins? Mm-hmm. They're in that fucking movie. They brought, like, everybody back for that wow. movie. So I think that's really fucking cool. Anyway, Shaun of the Dead has a 92% critic score and a 93% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Beloved movie. So my five stars is not outside of the mainstream opinion of this movie. Okay. It's just not my cup of tea. Which is fine. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. A little bit of tea. My little British cutie pie. Mm. I'd rather a pint at this point. George Romero, who could be a bit grumpy about the genre, he is known as the godfather of. So this is Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead. This is the, like, father of the zombie genre. This genre. Said he flipped for it. He loved this movie. And it's like the highest praise you could ever receive for a zombie movie is from him with that. Because he was notoriously like crotchety towards the end about zombie movies. Mm -hmm. Especially like uh, like 28 Days or even like the Dawn of the Dead remake. Like how the zombies run and shit. Mm -hmm. Very much not into that stuff. But he loved it. 
I think my favorite thing about it is it's a legit zombie movie. And it would have been easy to make this entire movie a parody. The zombie part of it's not really parody. It's a parody of a rom-com. Yeah. But not a zombie movie. So it's really weird how they made a parody but not a full parody. Like They easily could have turned this into a fucking scary movie and it just would have been a piece of shit like Mm -hmm. all those movies are. But they didn't. So I don't remember if we added Zomcom to your list last year, but I believe we did not because I was picking a comedy. Yeah. I think we waited till my first yes, that's what proper horror mm-hmm. movie pick. So next week you can start your new rankings. Yeah, like you rank my horror movies separately than you rank my rom-coms. rom-coms. So you wouldn't rank my rom-com at all, my Zomcom. Right, because there's only one. I think well, I might have two. one for next year too. Jesus. But you have to wait a whole year. So I just didn't think that there was very many to choose from. I talk about having doing the work to pick the horror movies for the podcast. I could honestly just pick any horror movie, but I do kind of pick them so they'll be good for the podcast. It's a lot of work to find Zomcoms, though. Yeah. So you didn't like it. You didn't hate it. It was stupid. You might have hated it. I did. I. I didn't hate it compared to some of the other shit you've made me watch. It was at least funny. It's just stupid. It was just stupid. There were some places that I laughed. Out loud. Belly laughs. I wasn't guffawing over there. I'm surprised you didn't snort a few times. I don't snort. Jen snorts. Sorry. I don't snort. So, with that, do you have anything else to add? Nope. Well, then say goodbye, Carolyn. Goodbye, Carolyn. You told me to say it like that. Done, dude.